The Adventure Syndicate presents the Jenny Graham Round the World podcast, sponsored by Shand Cycles. So my route took me, started in Berlin and took me east. I went through um, Poland, Lithuania, Latvia, into Russia. Spent a really long time in Russia. In June 2018, Inverness cyclist Jenny Graham set off on her Shand Stushi steel frame bike, affectionately named Little Pig, to become the fastest woman to circumnavigate the globe. She did the whole thing unsupported. No one to sort her accommodation or meals or wash her clothes. No one to give her a wheel, cheer her on or smooth her passage across the borders. This was just one woman, her little pig, and a whole big fat saddlebag so of determination. Um, and so then I went from Anchorage down the side of the Rockies uh, through into Canada. While she was away, Jenny sent back audio postcards. And this podcast is a combination of her thoughts and reflections when she got back, together with some of those recordings from the trip. To Europe and come up through Portugal, Spain, France, Belgium, Holland, and right across Germany, back to Berlin. Part three, from Russia, to Mongolia. Oh, I can't remember what day or day it is. <laughs> it's Thursday. Uh, it is. So today is Thursday the 12th of July and it's about 8 o'clock in the evening and I have just found the very first sign for China! 1,087 kilometres away. What an absolute beauty. So like... Chinta, yeah, Chinta is China. Pretty sure it is. Uh, oh, so chuffed, so so chuffed. Um, I've been making all night mileage considering like I didn't get up until like, I didn't leave. Oh my god, I had such yeah, such a late start. Um, so yeah, expecting to ride through the night, but that seems to just be the way it's going. So that's fine. I've got another couple of continents to sort it out. <laughs> um, what happened today? Um, I have, oh, I'm a subway, went for a subway, find, like, met this lassie who learned English in school. It was about my age, and she learned English in school, and so she was delighted, delighted to be chatting to me. She was like, uh, where are you from, Scotland? Um, she's like, oh, wow, and, like, everyone came around that worked there, and they were all, like, leaning over the salad bar a bit, and she's like, um, oh, I'm Scotland, what are you doing in our little town? Like, she was super chuffed and uh, told her, I didn't actually tell her what I was doing, um, I just said that I was cycling uh, across Russia because sometimes it, like, I think, I think it's so big and the language barrier is, like, people don't quite get you mean and, like, it puts them off because it's so big. Whereas if you tell them that you're just riding across Russia to Mongolia they're like whoa that's amazing and like uh, and like are super super into it but if I said oh yeah and then I'm going like round the world and trying to make the female world record then sometimes it's just a bit much for people um but I remember reading Sarah Uten's book or listening to her audiobook and she talked about that how it was it was easier for people you know to get their heads around you riding from other towns to another one of their towns than it was like the whole world trip um, yeah so that's what I did I just told her I was doing that and oh uh, yeah they were so lovely and she gave me a coffee on the house and made it 
made me just like a really strong coffee with hot milk. And uh, she was like, oh, that's a present for you. So sweet, like. Um, that was cool. And, um, oh, downloaded some new playlists. Absolutely delighted. So I went, my sister, Alfie, both made me playlists. And then I went scouting through my Spotify friends and collected a couple of playlists off them. So, yeah, new, oh, new music today has been good. Just getting some mozzie bites there, actually. I've not had mosquitoes biting me for, like a week and a half or something and it's been amazing it's been lovely I was just thinking about it today how they've not really been out and then I just stopped and that's me getting bitten like mad so I'll get going again <laughs> okay bye I am sitting 100 kilometers away from the Mongolian border the whole of yesterday was just insanely beautiful so I went for a sleep about 10 in the morning or so and then I was riding again about 2 and then rode through, rode right through sunset until midnight say and then found a bus shelter and just lay on the bench and I was only intending to like just shut my eyes for a bit but I actually fell asleep for about 3 hours Um, woke up absolutely Baltic <laughs> It was so silly if she'd have just got into my sleeping bag, but I was like, oh, I'm not going to sleep here very long. But yesterday, I was just like, it just seems to have changed instantly. Like, it's just gone from um, very Russian, sort of industrial, um, quite flat land to mountainous, way more Asian, lots of sort of traditional Chinese housing, house buildings. Um, the, the people look more Asian. Um, people are so friendly, like unbelievable. I stopped for coffee about six o'clock this morning and I just had like a Mongolian family like chatting to me for about 20 minutes Um had like people in the car park just coming up like everyone spoke a little bit of English and so they were just coming up and um, speaking to me and even if they didn't speak English they were just like <laughs> just making it up and my, my go-to now is like oh Mongolia and um, I find that if I say that I've come from France it's better than Germany because no one knows what I mean by Germany but they all know France <laughs> So I'm just lying about where I've been and where I've come from. But I think that's all people want to know. Um, so yeah, I had a good bit of chat. But it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a bit breathtaking. Like, I'm sitting in the garden just now. It's this little cafe. I'm the only one here. And I'm sitting out in the garden. It's got a fountain. And it's got a, a massive big swing and it's got loads of like little flower beds sort of dotted about and I'm up on a bit of a veranda and there's a bench on it and it's looking out, the whole thing is fenced and then it's just looking out over this massive sort of plain that's surrounded by mountains um, or hills, I guess they're more hills than mountains but it's just so pretty and when the sun was going down last night so I was coming out of the city oh I keep forgetting the name of it Al Nabar I want to say it's, that, it's, it's a big city anyway um, 
coming through there, it was just like, whoa, all, all the new houses, all wooden, like everyone seems to build for wood and just like really funky, really cool. And so I was coming out of there and the road almost sort of disappeared. It was just a dirt track for about 10, 12k. And it was like wild west with cars, like flying around, leaving massive da- like t- uh, dust trails behind them. And so like I had all my lights flashing so people could see me through the dust. Um, and then all the dust would settle and you'd look up and it was like just just beautiful skies and hills and oh and the lake and yeah just really really pretty I think this is definitely the prettiest place I've been so far um 100% so yeah slept in the bus shelter and then got up this morning and rolled down for coffee uh was there for a while but then after coffee just yeah just not been able to get my legs turning Tell me about the, the, the border crossing um, from Russia into Mongolia. Yeah, so Russian, Russia into Mongolia, Mongolia into China, the border is there. There's a section of no man's land basically going around the Mongolian borders, which means that you can't walk or cycle across them. You have to be in a vehicle. So from home, it is so difficult to get any information on that. You know, like, how is that going to work? And how am I going to get over there on the bike? Obviously, people have cycled it, but yeah, you're relying on forums that are sometimes, you know, five, ten years out of date. So they were the biggies for me, they were the big worries. So I went to, the first one I got to was like coming from Russia into Mongolia and basically all you have to do is ask people that are in the cars, you can give them a few quid um, which works out well because then you get rid of all your currency anyway and then they'll take you across. Got like knocked on this minibus and this couple were sitting in the back and a driver in the front and they were like yeah 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 no problem and um, I sort of took the wheel off and we popped it in the back on top of all their shopping and but like little did I know that was going to be us for the next five hours to get there just to get like two and a half kilometres over the border and it was just like chaos it was I've never seen anything quite like it so I got into the van and the couple were amazing like she spoke pretty um all right English like we broken but like you know we could piece together um conversations and he didn't speak any English but you could tell he was very funny just like just in his facial expressions and things so we heard quite a laugh about Mongolia and and Russia and they seemed to go over so it would made sense for them and they weren't the only ones doing it but they were like going over to Russia to buy their shopping in bulk and they'd have like come back with big bags of cashews and like bags and bags of sweeties and tea and so they drove and I looked on the map where they lived and it was like quite far it's like sort of mid mid Mongolia so they drove to the Russian border and then got a um, got a driver to take them into Russia and do shopping and then back again and that was that was better for them than to than not doing that. Okay so I was in the car, my bike was in the car, the people that they were taking to Russia were in the car and then before you know it a lassie who's just got a flat tire she's now in the car with her wheel off her own car and we're driving around the the border area in Russia like he knows like you know we're away to find a spare tire and the tire's getting fixed and all this it was absolutely bizarre. The lassie got a new tire and um, we went back and went back into the queue 
and then we went through so there was like it was in sort of three parts so we went through the gate and then the gates closed behind us and there was about 20 cars in there or vans and stuff and then there was all these guards just walking around and it was like absolute chaos everything had to come out of the van everything um, out of the car and everything had to get checked the vehicles had to get checked the people had to get checked and then all your kit had to get checked and but it there was no order to how this was done it was just like people shouting hey hey come to us come to us hey hey but like obviously in like mongolian and russian and um it was it was chaos so our van got taken away we were basically the last ones to leave it took us five hours and so our van got taken away for inspection whereas other cars were just getting inspected there um, and then our yeah it just took ages to get all our kit checked over and like the bike and all sorts of stuff like that all way and they were like right empty out if you've got any medical stuff and I was like yeah um, and pulled it out but one of my creams had burst everywhere so it was like oh it looked disgusting but anyway they just wanted to know if I had any tramadol um, which I didn't and that was fine and then we got through had to show our passports about 15 times and then we eventually got through like five hours later and say goodbye and I cycled off and like the difference between the roads Russia and Mongolia, you know, in Russia they were like beeping, you had to jump out of the way as soon as you'd like, you know, or you would literally, you would die, it was like move now, and um, so I was still like a bit edgy from Russia, like when anyone beeped the horn, but like in Mongolia people were beeping the horn and then nearly like crashing their cars because they were hanging a window waving at me and because they're like so desperate to stay well away from me, a completely different mentality. So that was really nice, got loads of toots and waves and um, people shouting out windows at me and stuff and then I stayed in this trucker cafe and I just decided that I was going to have a bit of a lie-in because I was like, realised that actually I was really knackered and um, I was going quite slow and I was like, yeah, I'm just, I just need to have a bit of a rest but it's the worst thing you can do because then stuff starts happening and you've already made like you've already taken a rest and there was like I woke up and there was this mental thunderstorm which totally held me up. I stayed here last night it's a sort of motel um, trucker stop type place I'm pretty busy and I stayed last night and I was just getting ready to leave this morning and this massive thunderstorm has just started we're quite high up here and it's just like it is belting down like bouncing off the floor sort of rain so I just came back inside and had another coffee the roads had just turned into rivers and all the roads had potholes in them so it wasn't even like like you know it just wasn't safe to cycle in it because you would just hit a hole so I think it'll pass over pretty quickly because everyone's running in with like plastic bags on their head there's a girl over there with a plastic bag on her head Mongolia wow what a place Siberia, Mongolia, China, that Asian part was just, the hospitality was unbelievable. Like, you had people stopping their cars, getting out of their cars, like giving you all the food and water they had. They couldn't speak any English, but they just wanted to make sure you were okay. Yesterday, a family stopped me in a thunderstorm and pulled me over. They didn't a word of English, but like pulled me over to um, give me some of their milk. That like So they have this Mongolian chai and it's hot milk. I don't know if it's fermented milk or 
just like hot goat's milk and uh, everyone has it and yeah they they poured me this and it's just like wow just honestly so many times people have stopped to be kind it's just mind-blowing they would um phone people up that they knew could speak a bit of English, just offer you things, just like you would go on the phone to the stranger and be like, oh, my auntie wonders if you need somewhere to stay for the night, or my auntie wonders. It was mostly women, and so women would approach you all the time and uh, try and get you to stay. Everyone wanted you to stay with them, you know, just stay, just stay. And like, I need no encouragement. Like, don't encourage me to stay, I have to go. And the lassie in the bike shop yesterday, she travelled to, she worked in England and studied in England and she'd been to Scotland, so she'd spoke really good English and we could have a great conversation about like, the people and the ways of, you know, Mongolia. And she was saying it's just in their culture, like they're, they're travellers, they're, they're, you know, it's their way of life. So when they see somebody travelling, especially alone, um, they just know like their basic needs. They know that they're going to need something to drink. They know that they're going to need shelter and they know that they're going to need food. And it's like that just oozes out of them. Yeah, it's just so, I've yeah never experienced this before. It's really cool like makes it really hard to get anywhere <laughs> but equally it makes you not really care about getting where because <laughs> I could just stay and hang out with these cool dudes <laughs> but just beautiful beautiful people um, and really curious I was surprised how curious they were of me I knew I was going to be of them but I couldn't believe how curious they were of me like I would get out of I would uh, go into a shop and everyone would have their phone up. The kids would point and laugh and then everyone would have their phone up and be recording you when you were speaking and like trying to sit you down and the women would be feeling your thighs and then turning around and speaking to each other, explaining what they were all about. It was like, oh, this is bizarre. <laughs> but yeah, it was all, I felt really welcome there. And I've just been stopped again by like just so many people stopping me to give me stuff and this guy in a motorbike had doubled back bad sewer is his name and had doubled backed and off me like just pulled out this thing of pepsi max bottle of pepsi max to give me some like freezing cold it's like yes and then he uh, he uh, gave me this like ice pop thing like it's like a milk they have i don't know if it's like goat's milk and um, it's freezing, I don't know where he got it from. It's like the middle of the desert. I'm literally cycling through the Gobi. The sun is beating down, it's half 12 in the afternoon. It's just like scorching. And then <laughs> this guy in a green motorbike and work overalls just pulls up. It's just uh, like absolutely magical. Hey, it's Friday the 20th of July at about 10 past 3 in the morning. I've just stopped riding and I've crossed the Gobi Desert. <laughs> it's just totally bizarre. Like all day I've been riding across it and it's just changed from like beautiful rolling green lash hills, very, very like home. And I rode in the dark a bit last night and then when I got up today and started riding, I was like properly in the Gobi. Just like mass, mass, mass desert with nothing. <laughs> oh, and I saw a camel. 
I told, it's all just a camel sitting by the side of the road. There's loads of horses and goats and but yeah, the camel was quite a surprise. So um, I had planned to ride a bit longer, but the, the like you know the food stops and stuff are there's hardly any out here. So there's a food stop just like a couple of kilometres um, down the road. That's why I stopped here. So in the morning, at least I can go in and grab something. But where I am is I'm under the road again in one of these um, sort of drainage tunnels. I must stop calling it drainage because it sounds disgusting. It's actually totally sound. Um, it's big. My bike can get into it and it's just like a tunnel under the road, yeah. And they've been amazing. Like I've seen so many of them just because not like sometimes they stay in them for rain but like because you're riding just on the main road without taking a big detour it's quite hard to find somewhere like to um to camp you know that you're not be woken up like everyone's so curious about you i would definitely wake up with someone leaning over me if i slept outside so that's what they've been good for just to get out of the way so people can't see you and it's just like yeah, get a nice wee sleep and they're so warm, so, so warm. Okay, more soon. The Jenny Graham Round the World podcast is an Adventure Syndicate production made possible thanks to Shand Cycles, a small independent bicycle company based in the heart of Scotland, fabricating hand-built steel bikes to order since 2003. Along with Shand, special thanks goes to Mike Webster, Thomas Hogburn and the folk at Bogbane Farm. The music was One More Round by David Seste, Reservoir Sunset by Axletree and Arizona Moon and Rubber Ball Machine from Blue Dot Sessions. For full music licensing details, head for the Adventure Syndicate webpage. The story consultant was me, Penny Latin. Coming up next time on the Jenny Graham Round the World podcast. And I've just passed into China. It's like half two in the afternoon. Um, got over the border this morning after messing up big time last night. You know, it's a bit of a hold-up. I mean, it's a mega hold-up to cancel another flight. And the planning of it, it was like, if you make it to Beijing, <laughs> you'll be lucky. I was planning Australia, and sometimes I'd stop myself and be like, who are you kidding? As if you're going to make it to Australia. <laughs>